Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home. Have you ever wondered how to shop like a designer? I get that question all the time. Where do you shop? How do you shop? How do you know what to buy? We're diving right in today, answering that question from Sydney. So grab a notebook and a pen because the next time you go shopping, you're going to want to know how to shop like a designer. Enjoy today's show. It's Quick Tip Tuesday. You have questions, I have answers, and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMs on Instagram at Fig and Farm. Send me an email at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there. bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. When I saw Sydney's question, actually questions pop into my DMs, I wasn't surprised. So many times I get the same question from so many of you. And the question is, how do you shop like a designer? But Sydney went on to say she feels like she often wastes money that she often makes poor choices, that she doesn't quite know what to get, even though she's ready for the change. So how do you shop like a designer? Are you ready? (laughs) The very first thing, Sydney, is not what you're going to want to hear. It's not what you're going to expect to hear. And that very first thing is you put your credit card away. Number one, you put your credit cards away. You put your checkbook away. Do people use checkbooks anymore? (laughs) You put your cash away and you stay home. Don't go on Amazon. Don't go on whatever home decor website you like to shop on. Don't go on those. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to be mindful of what it is you need versus what it is you not, what it is you want. Have you thought about the functionality of the space that you're wanting to refresh or redesign? How big do you need to go in order to make that room work for you? Do you know how you need that room to serve you? Does it need to function in a different way than it's functioning? And do you have the big pieces, I call those anchors, that can perform that function, that can help serve you and your family? And if you don't, sometimes you need to start there. But hold on a second, Sydney. I do not want you to go to Costco and look to see what couch they have on sale or Ashley Furniture and go see what sale item they have in this President's Day sale that's coming up. Don't do that. Because what often happens is we make that rash decision. We know that we might need a new couch or we know that we might need the new dining table or whatever that big anchor piece is. It's not serving us. We want something new that serves us better. Not always it looks prettier, though sometimes that can be the case. But what happens, Sydney, is we sometimes just go on that whim or even with the idea of like, I have this much to spend and I'm going to spend it wisely. But sometimes we don't have the plan in place to support that decision. And what happens is we sometimes then become bound to that big purchase decision. That couch that we got that was on sale or we thought was the right color scheme, but we didn't measure correctly. Or that table that we saw on final clearance, but we thought, you know what, it's going to be okay. We don't need to return it because it will work when actually it wasn't aligned with the plan in the first place. So making your plan is more than understanding what it is you need. Making a plan is understanding more than it, than what you think you might want, even. It's a combination of all of it. What do you need in order to make that room function for you? And the priority of making those changes happen. How do you know what change to make first? What to do second or what to do third? Sydney, it's 
that question is answered in depth inside of Home Design 101, so I can't necessarily answer it here for you in this quick 10-minute section. But what I can say is that knowing, knowing where to start is an important part of that puzzle. And knowing where to start is by first dialing into this idea of does your room function for you? And if it doesn't, how can we make that better? And brainstorming all the ways that you think can make that better. Do you need more seating? Do you need a new light? Do you need more storage area? Do you need to work within the confines of a small space? What do you need? And then from there, we start thinking about the pretty. And the third thing that you need to do, Sydney, is start designing within that plan. So if you know you need a new couch, but you're actually kind of thinking that what you really need is a cohesive look, okay, that is two very different things because the couch you currently have might actually be just fine. It's all the little things that will make it cohesive. And before we start into the little things like going to buy a pillow or going to buy a a throw blanket or making sure our, our metals match or mismatch appropriately, what you need to think about is your color palette, your foundation. Remember last week we talked about designing the perimeter. Do you remember that conversation? If you do not know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to last week's quick tip where I talked about how you can design the perimeter of your home. And we're talking the inside perimeter, not the outside perimeter. Like you are using the same rule you do when you go grocery shopping. Shopping the perimeter of the store allows you to stay in line, aligned with the habits of shopping that you want. You want to eat healthy, you want to stay healthy, you want to save money, you want to do all those things. Focusing on the perimeter of your home is akin to that. And that happens with flooring and color palette. Do you need to make any of those perimeter changes first? I call those foundational changes. The color palette is super foundational for making it cohesive. If that is your goal, you've addressed the what you need and now we're making it pretty. And the cohesiveness is the thing that ties it together. So as you're planning your budget, you're going to make that list of everything that you need or want in order to make that happen. Now, I'm going to tell you something here. Sometimes after you change your color palette, sometimes the things that are driving you most bonkers in your room are actually just fine. Sometimes they don't need to be changed at all. There have been so many times I have found that to be true in decorating my own home in playing around with small budgets from clients. That couch that we have completely disliked for years, it might be brown, sure, but it actually worked fine once we changed the walls from mustard to white. It worked great. So before you decide to go out and you have that needs versus wants list, before you go out and decide that that budget that you've created is going to allow you to get that new couch or that new, the, the new accessories, think about the walls first. Think about how that is doing you favors or hurting the cohesiveness factor. And then from there, you're going to think about that need list and which item is going to pack the biggest punch. Now, inside Home Design 101, I have that roadmap that tells you exactly where I would start and where you should start wherever you are along the journey. And you might be surprised to know that it is different for everyone, depending on what you currently have in your home depending on what you currently need in your home. It's different. It's going to be a different starting place for different people, but there are different items that pack a bigger punch than others. The couch, surprisingly, packs not as big of a punch as the paint. There's your hint right there. The curtains pack bigger of a punch than the couch. There's your hint right there. And together, if those were the two changes that you made right there, you might have spent $200 rather than $2,000. Sometimes when you have that roadmap of where it is you need to go, you have that outline of the steps along the way that are going to make the biggest impact change first. 
we all think it is the big anchor items, the bed, the bedroom furniture, the couch, the furniture that goes with the couch, the table, the table setting. We all think it's that, but it's not. It's something different. It's something smaller. And it's the foundation for creating that cohesiveness. All right. After you have thought about that budget, after you've really, I'm really honing in on this idea of creating that cohesive palette and you do that by colors. I want you to think about the peripherals, the little things. If I have quite honestly, a janky brown couch, I can make that brown couch not so janky. I can, and I can do it by drawing attention to it in a way that doesn't feel so offensive. I can draw attention to other places in the room that allow that brown couch to kind of blend in a little bit. Sure, I can get a slipcover, absolutely, but I can also kind of hide the couch with the peripherals I bring in, the textiles, the pillows, the blankets. I can hide that couch with a beautiful color scheme and some window treatments that are allowing that couch not to stand out so loudly. It might still be a bully in the room. It might still be, but it gives you the opportunity to maybe save a little bit more. It allows you a little bit of time in order to make that change when you can. And the best part is if you realize that actually, you know what, that couch isn't so bad. Now that I have some cream pillows on it, that couch actually looks kind of cute. Huh? No wonder. No wonder I liked that couch when I bought it on sale at Costco. No wonder. And the last step for you, Sydney, is to just take your time. Remember that if, if you go out with the intention that you want to make big change right away this weekend, you can do that, but you're probably going to get one of two things, actually one of three. One, you're probably going to spend a lot of money, more money than is probably what is allotted in your budget currently. Number two, you're going to make quick decisions based on what you see in store in house, which is fine, but it might look like you're, you're bringing in the spring collection of whatever is currently on display at Target. It doesn't necessarily look curated or put together. It doesn't look nuanced or like it has your story or inklings of your story. And it can translate a little bit like showroom. And the third thing is you make a quick decision, but then you end up regretting it. And because you went out and spent so much money on it in one weekend's time, you feel stuck to it. You feel like you would be wasting money to remediate it later down the road. And that is the worst case scenario, Sydney, but you don't want to be in that position. Sydney, as a recap, first thing you're going to do to shop like a designer is put away your credit card and to formulate a plan. That's step number two. That plan should include a really realistic understanding of what your room needs in order to function for you, in order to serve your home and serve your family the way it should be, not just for cute sake function over form here. And then third, we want to take that principle of shopping the perimeter and apply it to our home because here's where we start putting in the pretty. We start thinking about, are we laying the foundation for a cohesive color palette, a cohesive looking home? Are we doing that? And can we do that better by choosing a color palette? I'm going to link a couple show notes here of episodes where you can find how you can create that color palette. I'm going to link that for you, Sydney, so you can go back and listen. After you have done that, you want to set aside your budget. Realistically speaking, what do you have in order to think about making these changes? And do you know which change you should make first? Do you know the thing that's going to bring the biggest impact? That might change for you. It might look different for you than it does for me, but do you know what that big impact thing is going to be. If you can only buy a couch, but you need to have actually lots of different things, but 
your budget only allows for a couch and it means that you are going without an area rug and pillows and window treatments and baskets and artwork, but you have the couch, is that going to be the biggest impact for you? That's for you to decide. Number five is thinking about the peripherals. The little pieces, they matter a lot. They pack a big punch. These are things like the artwork, the textiles, the pillows, the blankets, the lamps, the side tables, all of the little pieces. And then lastly, it's okay to take your time. In fact, do take your time. Taking your time is going to allow you to sit with decisions as they're made. It's going to allow you the idea of making more calculated decisions rather than hasty ones. It's going to allow you the opportunity to uh, create and curate a home that looks like it has been pieced together over a long period of time a period of history. It's going to tell your story a little bit more fluidly when you have things picked up here and there. And that can sometimes be the hardest thing, Sydney, because we are in a culture, living in a culture that so values instant gratification. I am 12 years in living in our home here in Washington, and it has taken 12 years for us to get the color palette right, to get the built-ins that we want, to change the lighting, to get the furniture. Every new change we make in our home feels like home. It feels like the next right step. It doesn't feel like I went out and I quickly slapped up some paint. And that's what I want for you, Sydney. And you can do that by starting with a plan. And if you want more, Sydney, there's more room at the table over inside of Home Design 101, where we walk you through each step along the design process so that years from now, when you're wanting a change, when you're wanting to replace that couch or replace that dining room table or create a color scheme because you've moved, you have the tools in your tool belt. You know that you need to start with understanding the purpose of your room. You know that you need to start with creating a color palette. You know that you need to start by really understanding your design aesthetic. You need to start by understanding that you can create an entire visual of items that you want to piece together first before you make any purchases at all. You get to learn how to style things like bookshelves and coffee tables and mantles and all the things. It's right here inside Home Design 101, and it's waiting for you. I hope that you'll come and join us inside Home Design 101, where every other week we have office hours that support you. You get to come and bring your questions, your pictures, your products. If you were thinking about a project, product and you are not entirely sure, come bring it to office hours, and you better bet I'm going to give you my opinion. <laughs> as I have with so many of the other students. All right, friends, if that sounds like something that you are struggling with and something that you want a solution for your home, come on over. We'd love to have you. But until then, if you have a question that you would like to have answered, go ahead and send me an email at hello at figandfarmathome.com so that I can answer it here for you on the air. Okay, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, Would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.